You are listening to the My Therapist Friend podcast. Here are your hosts, David Wormuth and the other guy. How dare you not say my name in the intro? Always Dave, always this. Get out the house, pack your bags, pack your stupid little microphone that always misses my name and get out of the house. Did you even let the intro go? No, I did. Well, I'm gonna have to put it in afterwards oh, because I it was not planned, and I was like, I've got to start recording, or we're gonna all the good stuff's gonna happen before I hit record. So. We've had a few technical issues so far, so so we're glad you're listening and paying attention. And and you came back. You came back. Yes, we're like the you. father who goes and gets a pack of cigarettes <laughs> and just never comes Thanks back. <laughs> hey, the old the other family. I got tired of them, so I'm back. <laughs> Speaking of coming in and coming out, today's topic is uh, moving out. So I'm moving out. <laughs> da, 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 da. I don't know. Is it? Because I'm moving out. Well, just because you say it loud. I know. It doesn't <laughs> you know, because you I'm up. moving out. You just made that song up. That is not, it's What's a it real from? song. I don't know. Oh. I remember it in like a movie or something. In the dreams. Mm. It's a real song. Don't make me have to play it, guys. Well, before we get more into our topic, let's start with an update. So what's been new with you guys? Update. Oh, my goodness. Well, what hasn't been new with us? So I think last, well, it's going to be kind of weird because I, I did the bonus, ep- bonus, bonus, bonus episode, <laughs> which was actually before, I didn't realize it before until I uploaded, was before the 4th of July episode. So um, I don't, last the last check-in, if you did listen to the last two episodes and that was confusing, uh, I had got the supervisor's you job. Had, yep. And then I was doing foster <laughs> care for, well, we were doing foster care as a team for a little while. Um, and then, yeah, and so now I'm going back to work because... Right, so you took a little, um, what's sabbatical. that called? Sabbatical. sabbatical. Yeah, you took yes. a little to focus on your master's program. That too, yeah. Still um, doing that, yeah. So we had some changes cool. in our home with um, some kids that we were fostering. For sure. Um, so we currently don't have any kids in our home. Yeah. Um, but beginning of next year, we're looking at getting some more. Yep. Get Well, probably just one. Just I think. one. I know, it's like Pokemon God. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, two got a little, little out there, so... You have to find what works for you. Different families. And yeah, Dave's got three, too. by the way. If you're yeah. listening and you're going. And a dog and a brother. Yeah, and a parakeet. And a partridge and a parrot tree. It's a parallel. Well, and you know, when the both of us were working outside of the home with kids, it made it really difficult because yeah. anytime there was an issue at school, which there was an issue at school every single day, yeah. right, yeah. one of us was having to like leave work and go to the school and... And try to discipline and parent, and that was kind of a big push for well, you. Well, and they didn't like us hitting them in the face, and so it was like this whole thing. Like yeah, I had to defend lying. myself. <laughs> I had to defend myself every time I was punching this kid. I'm just kidding. I didn't abuse the child. I actually we were probably way too lax. I think I, think. I tried to be yeah. a case manager parent, which is not, which is basically just permissive parenting. Well, so, even as a youth pastor, I told all the, the kids in my youth group, they're like, "Oh, we want to live with you, David. Oh, it'll be so much fun." I said, listen real, real good. Youth pastor mode is very different yes. than foster parent mode. And you can ask my kids, I'm a whole different person. Um, because there is a different demand 
It's mm-hmm. a different situation. Well, and the dynamic there is is different. The environment is yes. not the same. Yeah, youth group's fun and exciting and, and all that. And, and at home, there's responsibility, there's expectations, there's chores. And, and I think I went into it with the mindset, oh, I've been a case manager for, you know, three or four years. Really think that I'd be good at just fostering. And I kind of went in with that mindset as a case manager well, it's different when you meet with a kid for one hour a week versus you know every all day. every day, all day, every day. So, um, yeah, you know, we were we were way too lenient, and we we tried to be their friend, 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 yeah. their friend rather than their parents. I want to be your friend, <laughs> <laughs> and but now we know, so we have a whole new game plan yep. for when we get another one, and you know we're gonna have to put our. Yeah, and I think that's what is going to make you guys great foster parents because you're always evaluating what you're doing, how you could do it better, and I and I think that's a key ingredient to staying foster parents is what can we do different this time or what can we do different with this kid because not any foster kid, not any two foster kids are the same, you know. So you there is a lot of it made me respect my parents way more. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> so I was terrible. just like, oh my goodness, uh-huh. you get that because there was no. There was no like out for them. right. Yeah, our parents get call a hotline. Yeah, and just like, like oh, get them out of our house. Child is just like, being ridiculous. Yeah. But then um, our parents send them to grandma and grandpa's or our aunts that's and true. Uncles yeah, I guess they've got and, and send them to, to camp. You know where we're kind of with them and maybe we get respite if that. Yeah, so. that's true. So there was that. Um, I started a table and chair rental business. How's that going? <laughs> Actually, pretty good. I got a call from Able Manufacturing where I used to work, and they. I, so here's the deal. So this is my first like holiday season with this this like side. It's basically just a side hustle because I literally go to storage unit, I open it up, they rent the stuff out, they bring it back. It's great. Um, where what I keep running into is like people have these like big company parties going on right now. It's like you're getting calls, and it's just like for a massive amount of table and chairs, and that's like thousands, thousands of dollars that I just don't have to buy it. So I'm like watching money go by. So yeah, there was another like four or five thousand dollar order that came in today mm-hmm. from Able, and I had to just tell them like, "Hey, I can't. Like, <laughs> I just does don't our have taxes that." This year, I'm so sorry because we have. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunderdome. It's like it's all over it's, the place. Yeah, this year. yeah. So is mine. We're starting Living Springs, yes. and then. Oh, yeah, and I guess, well. Well, and I kept asking him, too. I'm like, how do we, you know, file our tax and taxes for this? And finally, we were both like, we just need somebody else to do it yeah, for us. Yeah, so. It's, it's too complicated this year. It's yeah. like the first year I've ever not been able to do it on TurboTax. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, yeah, you guys helped out with Living Springs, so you'd be able to use that as mm-hmm. part yeah. of your tax. Yeah, so that's changed, too, right? I'm yeah. part of, well, we're part we're, owner. We're, we're all we're all kind basically. of the owner yeah. of yeah. Living Springs. knowing people where you're going back to work it doesn't matter none of them listen to this anyway and the <laughs> ones and the ones Patreon and the members. ones who do i trust they're not gonna say anything yeah. and i'm not working out of there anyways so it's not that big a deal right yeah. so in my mind yeah what what we're trying to get at is me and dave will probably end up going to jail for tax fraud at some point <laughs> <in> this next <laughs> year <laughs> that's <laughs> just, not true i'm just kidding tax prep person I'm lined up and all that so but yeah we're excited with living springs and 
uh, building up a caseload there and getting credentials with insurance companies has been a long process. And that it stayed in the same location this whole time at the church, been great, <laughs> just at that one location. And locations to a better location that's more ADA compliant. Yes. And, uh, and the building is a lot more uh, client friendly. For sure. So, um, and beautifully decorated, may I add. David has great taste. Thank you. Yes. Both the offices, or the even offices when he's sick, great. do you see this little poncho? We, we all have to feel sorry for David right now. He is a little under the. Weather. I thought maybe he was doing like a Emperor's New Groove, like fandom <laughs> or something. I'm cold, so I'm yeah. wearing like this poncho my parents got me from this mission trip in Mexico, and they brought it back. So I've been wearing it kind of like it's like a. If you don't, does people know what a poncho is? It's kind of like would, a blanket with a hole in the middle. Yeah. So it's kind of like a snuggie, I guess, except. Snuggies have longer arms, yeah. right? Yeah. There's no arms. There's no legs. It's just like yeah. a blanket. It's a, a blanket with a hood. You put yeah. your head through. Yeah. So it's super comfy and warm and toasty, even when it's cold out. Right. And basically, in conclusion, James and I just showed up and was like, "Oh, you're sick. Well, we're still going to record anyway." So <laughs> listen, Dave. Listen, listen, David. You know how much gas is? I drove all <laughs> the way across town. My, My therapist, therapist friends. friends. <laughs> okay. And we're back. Hey, there we go. All right, we did it. We're we're a little off. A little, we are. Uh, yeah, it's been. Well, you know, it's the holidays. We're all stretched thin. Um, stretched thin in the waistband. <laughs> all the uh, stuffing. Not me. My my clothes don't fit anymore. Oh wait. Oh. Well, I thought. Oh yeah. I guess that wouldn't make sense. Anyways. Whatever. What are we talking about? See, we're off. We're, we're off a little bit. Oh, fun so, ice. So I, um, I bought this set of cards for the icebreakers, um, and I found one that I thought was fairly fitting for today's topic. Um, I know James has, and I would assume David has as well. Um, have either one of you guys taken the love language test before? Yes. So you know what your love language is? No. Yes, I know what is. yours is, so you don't. No. Do you know what the five love languages are? It's like, uh, touch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> touch is one of the. <laughs> um, it's like... it's more than that, Dave. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like that, pervert. My goodness, Dave. It's what like mm-hmm. words of affirmation, mm-hmm. um, physical touch. You were right with that one. Yeah, quality time, dominance. No. I'm just playing. <laughs> Quality time. No, it's physical touch, gifts. Uh, yes. Acts of service. Acts of service. Yes. Okay, David, what is, do you know what your love language is? Yes. Secretive abuse. I think my, lo- <laughs> I think my love language is Taco Bell. Oh, no, yeah. My love language is probably growing up as a teenager i think it was you can hear the bird that's one thing that's changed we didn't get it in the last segment oh. dave got a bird yes yeah so we went to this very sketchy <laughs> pet shop so i could get fish that would die in a couple days <laughs> for my fish bowl in my office and dave saw this parakeet bird yeah. and then parallette and then that triggered the him to buy <laughs> this bird <laughs> They're smarter than parakeets, and they live longer, and they're smaller. Okay. All, right. All those things. Back to David's love language. I think as a teenager, my love language was words of affirmation, but I think now as an adult with 400 jobs, it's acts of service. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when somebody goes out of their way to... 
to kind of help me out, you know, even small things, little things. I think that's a big deal. So you live with a ton of people, right? Uh Uh-huh. So (laughs) the people that live with you, do you think that they know what your love language is Uh, and how to... No. No. <laughs> no, because no. they're all dependents. Yeah, <laughs> including, my including, Zach. My dog, including my dog, including my And he likes so, it that way. When David finds a wife, she better be good at acts of service because that's what he appreciates. Yeah, at okay. this point, beggars can't be choosers. James, do you know your love language? I've had you take would, this test before. Wait, time out. What do you think it is, Kelsey? I know what it is because I've had him take the test before. Well, you might as well guess because he knows what it is. But I, yeah, what do you think? I mean, it is yeah. acts of service. Yeah, also. that's what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, yes. so, so yeah. people do stuff for me. Yeah. Was it um, always that way? Or help me. Uh, I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe when I was younger, it was like getting stuff, but I yes. mean. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, even as a kid, I remember just like, you know, those are like memories that stick out in your head or like, that I remember, right? So like, I, I think that people, you know what I mean, doing those, whatever it was for me, um, or, you know, I, I remember growing up and like my parents worked really hard, like that was, but they did that so we had food and we had a place to live and you know what I mean? So I think I was aware of that even as a kid so I don't I don't think well too, and I think even in, in our marriage it works well because I'm a people pleaser I'm a people pleaser so sometimes he is you know hey can you do this more for me but we've been together hey, so Dave, long now try not to cough in my mouth <laughs> oh my goodness this guy sorry. do you have water over there no I do oh but my I don't goodness want to <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> um, Sound like Gollum. But, it, but in our that marriage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Why do we always do this? Is not, this is not a series. Why do we oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're love languages. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I would say in our marriage, though, I, or in our relationship, I have picked up on that, right? So I tend to do things for you because I know that that is your love language. Mm-hmm. He did not agree with me one minute. No, I do. Yeah, no, I do. And I Uh, appreciate those things. So what is your love language? Well, let me, let me, let let me guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, James, guess. James, you better get this right or your marriage is over. (laughs) Uh, We're moving out. Yeah, I'm moving out. Da, 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 da. as a dependent. Yeah, I was going to say, let me move in, Dave. Oh, my goodness. I'll sleep in the podcast room. I think... Think it's words of affirmation, but I'm not okay. I was like, I'm pretty sure that was it, but I was like, yeah, James is correct. I love words of affirmation, and not to y'all so diss on my family or my parents, but you probably think this song is about <laughs> you. You're so, you're so. Has it always been words of yes. affirmation? Yes, and and I think I know why. And again, it's not to. To hate on my family or my parents or anything like that, but oh they are just goodness. very. I'm like, playing this when we go no, there. No, they're for just Christmas. very like stoic people, and they don't show emotion. They don't. No, I don't ever remember as a kid. I love you, Jim. Being like, I love you, right? Like Aww. it just they just aren't like. But they would do it in other ways, right? Right. You know, they would obviously put a roof over my head, make sure I survived. You know, I'm here today. Um, but I never got. I think just. For me as a person, I just, I need that kind of stuff. And I am very huggy, touchy-feely. I tell people I love them. Is that your secondary love language is physical touch? I would say probably so because I 
Is that is that where your love language is developed though? Like I mean, like in does childhood? it does it develop in childhood? Kind of the opposite I, of whatever ass- you were I'm seeing. Just assuming. Because she was just saying that, and like, yeah, like I mean, I talked about like acts of like service, but I also think like there was this weird dynamic with my parents where they always had my dad always had the best intentions. My mom didn't really do this, but my dad would do this. He but like he had the best intentions, and he would say a lot of things and tell me a lot of, and so, but it wasn't. It was like when he would actually do them, it meant a lot to me. Does that make sense? So there was like always like promises or like we're gonna do this or I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna make these things happen and then not not never sometimes but more often (laughs) but more often than not I don't want to make him sound I don't want to make him sound terrible but I would but I would say more often than not he was unable to fall through not and I don't think he did those things maliciously. I think he really had in the moment had that that intent to like hey I, I really wanted to do those things but he would like tell us, and as a kid, you don't have that ability to read through those things. You just right. they said it, so that's gonna happen, right? So it's I remember, concrete. yeah, I can give you a great example. So like three, it was like three summers in a row. I told everybody that I was going to Disney World, and I <laughs> and I really thought we were gonna go to Disney oh. World ever like for three summers in a row because my dad kept telling me. And then when we would get back to school, we were like, oh, it was Disney World, Jane? Like, it was great, <laughs> I think. <laughs> the pictures I saw online Aww. looked decent. Aww. But, you know, but, it, but like, and, and I don't like hold that again. Like I right. said, situations, and I think. Now we know how expensive everything is, so. Well, like, oh, okay, no wonder. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then even on, like, one of the previous ones, we were talking about, like, 9-11 happened. And then the recession happened, like, in 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were and so it was like, in high school, like, towards we, the end. I would right? say, when we were all, like, babies, it was probably doing pretty good, right? Those Bill Clinton years where they were blowing up the... It was like the... Blowing up the economy. Essentially, yeah, like that inflation, but eventually that bubble pops. But that bubble popped, like, right when we would have started to become, like, <laughs> cognitive and able to remember things. What a great time. Yeah. Well, I do remember, you know, when I got my driver's license, that's, it was like two weeks later, or not two weeks later, but maybe a month or so later is when that big ice storm in 2007 happened, uh-huh. and then gas went way up. It was like four bucks a gallon, uh-huh. and I'm like just scraping change by to like uh-huh. afford one gallon of gas. I'm going to go on a joyride <laughs> yeah. down the gravel road, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I'll probably be pushing the car back. But, Kelsey, like stringing up a sled to somebody's car. Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, so my my are words of affirmation. I do enjoy hearing. Well, I love you, Kelsey. And you're beautiful and amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Is genuine? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Stop lying. I learned from the best. I go to church. I go to church at Job and Family Worship Center. I learn from the best. Pastor Dan is the best with the words of affirmation. Okay, so with that being said, they say you can receive like a primary love language that might be different how you show Mm -hmm. a love language to people do you typically find that to be true for you like you like to show different love languages to different people well for him specifically because i know he likes acts of service i try to be aware of that and try to do more things for him but for someone else it don't say don't say hawaiya Uh, um, but for someone else i may i may um it may be different I have a very, very close friend, and she hates physical touch. She's, um, 
freak. Um, <laughs> okay. But so, so I would. I would Dave say says. Dave says. Number. Dave says. Get her in contact with me. I mean, like she was my. My goodness, David's dog is like going crazy. Um, she was my. Um, why do I want to say best woman? That's not it. My sure. maid of honor yeah. in my wedding. I was the maid of honor in her wedding. Uh, we hugged on each other's wedding days, but that's like one of the only times we've ever hugged or like touched each other. And we used to live together. I mean, we're very, very close. So knowing that about her, I would never just randomly hug her. Uh-huh. Um, but I know that she particularly likes quality time. So usually when her and I hang out, it's just the two of us just doing whatever. So, so I, can, like I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I can adapt depending on the person and how well I know them. What's your parents' love language? Mine are divorced. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I know Green that, up. I know that oh. mine, I know mine are not, <laughs> I know mine are not, uh, formation. So I would say, I don't know. Cause my parents are so hard to read. I would say either acts of service. That's what I would. I would say yeah because my I was gonna pin it. My dad, you know, is really all about like come out and help me cut a little wood or come out and help me. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and your mom's not about that life, but she still does it. Right, right. Or she'll say like, "Oh, you want to help me bake or clean the basement or something like that?" Yeah, sure, I'll do it. Yeah. Even though I don't want to, but I'll do it because I know she wants me to, and she whole like gave me life and stuff. I think I'm bad about that. I think I'm like. (laughs) You know, when you talk about your love language and what it is that means the most to you, right, in in that area, like how do I know somebody, maybe not love, but cares about me, then it's like, I'm really bad about this where I go like, well, then everybody wants acts of service. <laughs> so then I'll do acts of service. And then when I don't, when I'm not reciprocated in the way that I feel like I need to be in terms of like either a thank you or like somebody's blown away that I help them, yeah. then I'm like, then I feel like. Was it worth it? What the heck? Like, you know what I mean? almost. I, I'm like, like I, I would have appreciated that a yeah. lot. You know, that makes me sound like a huge jerk, but I mean, I was be honest about it. Like, and I, but I, I, I think you do a pretty good job of words of affirmation, though. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Well, I know, but we've known each other for five years. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm, like this, I'm, I'm surprised Dave sticks around. Young for 75. I know. Yeah. Well, we started dating when we were six, so, you know. You, we use lotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, what was uh? Um, What's your love language? You're we setting in. What was yours? Acts of service, just uh, like yours. Oh. Okay. James has dementia. See, he is seventy-five yeah. years old. But I, I also ask how you show <laughs> love language, <laughs> and I think I, I think I very, um, and I'm like, I don't, I don't love the gift. I would almost <laughs> say that I would almost say that yours is gifts. And I say that because Ooh, yeah. we've went on youth leader retreats, we've done Christmas parties together, yeah. and you're always very giving. Dave is yeah. giving with, all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Dude, that probably is gifts. Yeah, donuts, yeah. all that. I, and I don't know, and you're, you're going to say something like, oh, it's because I'm, I'm trying to get a one-up on somebody. <laughs> Remember when I bought donuts? Remember when? Wanted to know why, huh? No. <laughs> Inside joke. Sorry, yeah. sorry. But, but what were you gonna say? Um, I'm sorry. I think the reason why I like doing gifts is because <laughs> it's quick and easy, and it doesn't have to be expensive. So, like donuts, a box of donuts for work is super cheap. It brightens everybody's day for a moment, gives everybody diabetes, you know, and then everybody's, you know, you're on everybody's good side. So I think it's just a quick, easy way to say, I appreciate you, I yeah. value you, 
Um, and again, it, but I'm, but when it comes to like small gifts or sentimental gifts, maybe not so much. Yeah, I've done them before, but I'm not. I like I like doing almost like uh, random acts of kindness mm-hmm. more so. Um, hence why, you know, they say the five love languages. You know, they're the critique of it is that there could be other forms of uh, or dimensions of the love languages other than the five that are identified. Oh. And spiritually, Christian speaking, what would you I say? I go off for an hour talking <laughs> about how um, the five love languages um, can actually uh, be a hindrance, a blockade, uh, a barrier to receiving love. But I don't want to get super spiritual. Oh, man. That's a whole other podcast episode right there. And I'm like, this could be our topic today. I was going to say, don't, don't get Dave started on yeah. that. Yeah. Well. Okay. That, awkward silence, I suppose. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. thanks for holding this over. But What's I, your bird's name? <laughs> thanks for holding this I over. I think it's important to note that um, everyone's unique in the way that they give and receive love. Uh-huh. And it's important to know the people that are closest to you, what their love language is are so that they feel loved, right? Yeah. So no, yeah. if James didn't yeah. know that mine was words of affirmation and he was constantly touching me and I didn't like it, then I would be like, he doesn't even care about me because he never tells me I'm amazing. Well, what wonderful. were you saying? What are these other... Well, to go off real quick with what Kelsey said, I part of me wonders too with the five love languages, are they really birthed out of a deficiency, of a longing? I mean, I feel like mine is, right? That way... And so you're putting a demand on people to be loved in a way that you were not loved enough. Um, and so, or it could be, you know, the opposite. I mm-hmm. thought this way because I, I thought love this way because it's how I remembered how I was loved. But spiritually speaking, um, from a Christian standpoint, um, really the five love languages could be an idol. So if my love, if my primary love language is... Um, acts of service and I feel loved when people serve me which mm-hmm. sounds actually very egotistical but it's a lot of guys who our worth is based on what we do sure not who we are and generally speaking and so if, if I say I feel loved by acts of service or gifts then if I put that on a pedestal and is it pedestal or pedestal uh, I, I thought pedestal. it was pistol. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find some way to say that really weird. And just... If you make it an idol, then how people try to show their love to you, you will subconsciously or consciously not accept it to, to its full entirety. So I'll give you an example, a real simplistic example. If my love language is words make it, of affirmation... Make it more simple for me. Okay. If my love Simpler. language is... Okay. <laughs> if my love language was words of affirmation and my... You're great, um, Dave. And my seven-year-old, I'm just saying hypothetically, niece comes up and goes, here's a picture I drew for you, Mr. David. And I saw that picture. Oh, thank you. But if I believe that I can only feel love through words of affirmation and not gifts then I'm not going to be able to fully appreciate oh, the little gift that she's giving. You're saying, okay, so you're kind of talking like in the context of like somebody's working on their marriage or just working on themselves, uh-huh. and then they, you're telling, you're saying like they turn that thing into an idol. Right. They go like, this is the only right. way that I can, I could right. never Even if feel love from words of affirmation. Right. I never feel love right. from touch. It has to, because mine is 
acts of service. It has to be and an act of service for it to be low. they don't consciously say that or believe that, subconsciously they might. Yeah. So I like taking the five love languages test to see what that primary love language is and then, as a Christian, bring it to the death of the cross and say, God, resurrect in me all the forms of love that oh, you want me to like accept that. and receive mm-hmm. from yeah. other people, not just one or two. Help me appreciate and celebrate all Preach. the expression. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. So. Do you guys just want to continue talking about this? Yeah. This actually yeah, seems this like is, a better did, topic yeah. than... Yeah. So, just keep uh, optical flip. Uh, now our <laughs> podcast is about the five love languages. Love languages. Yay. Yeah. So they also have. So like, that intro is um, not going to make any sense. sense. But <laughs> hey, Dave's That's feeling okay. it tonight. The Nyquil's hitting him <laughs> just right, and he wants to talk about oh love. My God. And so, also, they also. Um, Let's all do another shot real quick. I, I, no, we didn't. I'm just kidding. We didn't. The author who wrote the five love language, he also wrote other books called like the five. Farts Apology oh. languages. Mm. Oh, oh that, that would be a good one to look into. Sometime. Which I haven't read that one. And then James just cracked himself up. <laughs> he said fart. That's why. <laughs> and then, uh, oh my goodness. I love language of teenagers. They have, you know, all those things. So, yeah, there's, there's lots of different. Books and resources. Okay, so James needs some time to collect himself. Um, yeah, no, that's that's good information. Um, uh, <laughs> you gonna make it up there? I I would be curious to know what the the, the apology languages are because uh-huh. it's funny because <laughs> wait, I missed everything Dave said. So there's apology languages, uh-huh. and then there's what was the other one? Uh-huh. Or that was it? He just gave an example, but I do find it difficult. When we spat. Me and you? Yeah. No. We spat. we spat occasionally. Uh, yeah, we get into a little, like, uh, word jar. Well, I don't know. It's like it's like a conversation. And I don't know if it's... I don't know if you also feel this way. But I know that I almost feel like, I wish we weren't arguing right now. Please quit. I don't want to argue. That's how I argue, is, like, I trying not to not argue. Oh, no, okay. I found the five apologies. Okay, so yeah, let's hear those. The five languages apologies, which is written by the same author. So what I found on the internet, the good old faithful sister Google, and how accurate she is, (laughs) one of them is expressing regret, like, for example, saying, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, we might hear that from children. We don't typically hear those from teens. You might hear that from men. I used to, that used to be one of my favorite, like, uh, like, interventions that I would do with kids. Uh, teenagers, adolescents, young adults is like learning how to apologize right. because I remember that like being a, a concern. But so it's but it's it, common but, sense that they just a lot of them weren't taught. Well, or or they just don't. They don't even think yeah. to. They don't even think to. And so for like parents, that can be like a huge thing uh-huh. for them. Like on their end, like oh yeah, well we you know even they maybe it doesn't curve the arguments that happen because teenagers just are going to argue. Yeah. But like to be able. Teaching them how to come back to that. Here's one that I think is really hard for teens, and I think for a lot of people in general, is accepting responsibility. For mm-hmm. example, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. You were right. That's <laughs> something apology. James has never heard. <laughs> what? I, I'm always talking about how wrong I am. I said that you've never heard. Like, oh, like uh, well, you're always I, right. I can't. Which that's that you forget right. it. And, and couples therapy, because I do Gottman Method couples therapy, and they actually say that's the antidote to defensiveness. 
And so instead of pointing the finger back or getting critical towards the other partners, accepting responsibility, finding a little piece of truth of what the other I was just thinking, I, 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 what yeah. was, what was I, I doing? Mm-hmm. I mean, I started thinking like that a while ago, but I mean, that staying in that mindset is so like beneficial to you as a person, it, whatever the situation yeah. is, you don't have to be fights yeah. or apologies or whatever, but being able to well, and it's look at your own responsibility in your circumstance and your situation, understanding what am I doing to contribute to this or why is this continuing to happen? Right. I, I think it's difficult to be critical of yourself when you are also hurt. Like, so if you're in an argument, you both maybe have said things little brash to, yeah that you don't mean mm. or brash to each other sorry. it's hard to say you know what i'm sorry for what i said even though i'm st- maybe the other person hasn't apologized yet or you still feel hurt or slighted by their comments uh-huh. so um the next one is making restitution aka payment well what can i do to make it right <laughs> every time you make me mad five dollars <laughs> jesus <laughs> so what can i do to yeah. kind of make things right um i Borrowed money and I haven't paid you back. Took a microphone. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. before we before we started recording, we came in and we said, "Where's the other microphone? Where did Kelsey's microphone go?" Turns out that Dave's brother Zachariah stole it. Words. Not stole it, stole borrowed it. it. Zachy Ham. And uh, without permission, it. may I ask? And, uh, <laughs> So what's the restitution on something like that? He buys me an extra one. Ooh, that's wow. that's cold. No, I'm just joking. He needs to let me borrow. <laughs> hmm. I don't know of anything of his that I need to borrow. We can think of something. Yeah. Um, genuinely repenting is the fourth one. So like groveling. So not just saying I'm sorry, <laughs> but basically saying, here's my plan to not hurt you that way mm. again. Here's my way to turn it around from... Ever. Isn't that what abusers say? I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that was that was always a big thing that we yeah. cover. Like, if you apologize for it, you you when you're saying that you're saying I'm not gonna do this again, uh-huh. or try not to do mm-hmm. this again. Yeah, or I'm gonna work on it. Whatever that that looks like, you know what I mean. But when there's no action behind it, it makes that apology empty. And then right. over time, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's just like. That's the other thing, I guess, too. It's like not over, not overusing apologies, you know? Yeah. And not falling into a pattern. Yeah, because I've had some kids where they just think, oh, if I say I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. That okay. I, yeah. And I can still play on my Xbox. Yeah. No, like there's still consequences, even though you're still sorry. Yeah. So, um, and then the fifth one is requesting forgiveness, aka, will you please forgive me? Yeah. So, and what would you do if they said no? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, something I think that, you know, in in our marriage, when we do occasionally have the little stop, James will say, you know, like, he won't say, will you forgive me? But he'll say, like, are we good? Like, do we need to continue to talk this out? Yeah. Um, you know, and if we both agree, yeah, we're good, then we, you know, just move on with it, right? Uh, yeah. Well, and I think, and I think um, it was something that my, like, step-grandpa told me. A while ago, he's like, he would do this thing with his kids. Now, this is a little bit different, but he kind of he kind of talked me through it when I was in my early 20s. He was like, if they got in trouble, he was like, I, I would always, they would go to their room and there would be like this cool down period. He would never, right. he would never give them the spanking until like an hour had passed. 
And then he was like, "Now you're nice and calm. Come here, get your spanking." Yeah. Well, I know, but then, but then, but if you think about it, right? Um, That's torture for the kid. The, well, I guess, but because also my parents used to do that all the time. You're getting a spanking when we get home. But so but but come? what you but they what you but what you don't store, but what you don't think about and then they spank me after. what you're what you're disregarding there is how hard that spanking would have been if your dad or mom would have done it when they were angry. Yeah, I don't. I the the fear of knowing that you're getting a spanking. We're we're getting off the track. It's not about the spanking. Worse. He was also <laughs> saying he was also saying <laughs> having the ability to separate, having the ability to separate. If I get into a conversation, we're trying to talk something out and work it out, and it, it, we're both getting angry again, right. then just take a break. And I feel like we do really good at we that. We do, yeah. Like, and there's been times that I have to go take a drive, or there's been times that Kelsey has to go take a drive, and that's fine. Not like, the perfect just, couple. Just well, that's what that's, that's what, what a perfect, perfect couple is. Uh, you don't, yeah, you don't. There's no. This isn't a Disney movie, and we're not animated. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, you you have I mean, to. I mean, we fight like days. normal couples, right? But what do you guys fight about? Everything. Who gets the third pillow? Oh my goodness, <laughs> no, silly stuff! It's, it's, it's the dumb stuff. It's the who's gonna do laundry or dishes, or one Who of us doesn't feel first. appreciated. Only <laughs> yeah. bathrooms for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's just everyday stuff, and I think most of the time <laughs> we're pretty good about like. If we continue to argue about something, we're like, okay, this is this is silly. Like we've been arguing for a whole hour. Like it's taking us longer the, to do the to argue than it is to actually do the task that we're arguing about. And that's <laughs> happened to us a couple of times. Like we've been arguing about like <laughs> like the fairness of like the chores, right? And uh-huh. I remember one time I was like, we've been arguing about this for like an hour when we could have just got it done. got it done together, right? And we would be done at this point. And so so who won? We both won. Love yeah. wins. Yeah. Darn it. <laughs> no. Oh, Dave hates that. I'll get you next Affection. time. Affection. <laughs> but it takes, you know, it takes. Also offered at Living Springs Marriage Counseling <laughs> with David Wormuth. It, it takes time. It takes practice. Um, you know, we didn't always fight fair. Uh, yeah. What is this a podcast turned into? Like, know, it's like love. marriage advice. And yeah. yeah. We don't. No, know. I mean, I don't know. We're just talking about love languages and yeah. what that looks like. And I'm I mean, the things that us. this, I think that's probably one of the biggest things I've learned in being a caseworker, community support specialist, whatever, or even just in social work is like a lot of times things that are very, um, we, you might look at it and go like, oh, it's just obvious that you would do these things. Not everybody looks at a situation the exact same way. So, like, when we talk about these things and, you know, we go, well, this is, it's obvious that you would separate and give yourself some time. It's obvious that you would make sure your statements are saying, I feel this way. Instead, those things just seem obvious to us, but we've done them for a long time. So, if there's somebody listening and maybe they're going through something right now, try to apply those things and see if they, they help or work. What do you do as far as, I mean, when you're dealing with a couple or whatever, a marriage? I or... reassure the couples that are often in conflict that um, you're on the same team. And in couples therapy, we actually do dyadic, co- uh, dyadic coping and dyadic conflict management, uh, meaning... Dyadic, they, what, meaning what's that mean? Meaning the two of them uh-huh. work out their issues. So I don't say who's right and who's wrong. 
Okay. And I remind them they're so what I do is I'm more of like a ref. Yeah. So I'll teach like skills or we'll work through some things on therapy and then they'll have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And so kind of like a ref that will say, oh, stay in the fight. You know, don't, yeah. don't stonewall, don't quit. You know, or the mm-hmm. ref that says, oh, that was below the belt. You know, that yeah. was a little sharp. Let's let's find another way to. to That's fu- you know, my my dad's been divorced twice. And so like he's done counseling. <laughs> oh, dad, I know. Hey, no, I, my dad, it's like a badge of honor for him at this point. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, no, he like, but he, I remember when he was going through the divorce with my stepmom. He would call me on the phone and talk to me. You know, he's living in Texas and have no friends, so he would call and talk, and we'd and let him just kind of blow off some right. steam. Yeah. And he would he would say like it's. I think it's good that you said that in in your therapy. It's good for people to know: Am I going to a good therapist? Am I getting the kind of service that I should be getting, or what should I ask for? Right? Because I guess uh-huh. there's different models. But he would talk about you know they do these these uh, like counseling sessions or whatever. And he would like, it was like, uh, it was like they were football teams or something going in, and somebody had to one one person won that. Well, I won this one, she won the last one. Uh, oh, as yeah, far as no. like these counseling sessions would go, no. and you know, and it was funny hearing him talk. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, no," and she shuts, you know, the counselor shuts her up because I'm right. Oh, <laughs> but it, but it's but it's good to, it's good to know, like. That you could ask for whatever so that what dyadic method couples therapy, mm-hmm. and it's a gold standard research informed evidence based therapy for couples. And not a lot of therapists are trained in that because mm-hmm. you can't bill insurance. Uh-huh. So, not a lot of therapists, so a lot of therapists are providing couples counseling, but they're not providing Gottman <coughs> because you have to pay all this extra money. So, we get trained in that. So long story short, um, their approach is very different. So, we're assessing how often do they say we. Mm-hmm. are us and that's called weenus you know how much do they sound that's like on your elbow Dave I knew, like, I knew he was here. gonna I know, say that's that. why you're smiling um, you know but Dave or, we don't want to know about that another part is how much are they accepting influence mm-hmm. so if if the husband's like you know I really wanted to go see my mom for Christmas this this year because we haven't the last five years and the wife's like you know what I see that's important to you and yeah let's try to make that work so she just accepted influence from her husband. So that's a quality of the relationship. And that's a so good or a bad thing. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. you accept influence from each other. Nice. So there's lots of things that we assess and we listen for, and then we just prompt them to have those conversations. But, yeah, we don't take sides. Yeah. Um, you know, well, we, and and some of that was probably just my dad, you know. Yeah. But then I also do wonder, like, how, I don't know, how, I guess, I guess you could just ask that if you were in, counseling or whatever if you were going to marriage counseling i guess you could just be like, i feel like i'm i feel like it's one-sided or yeah. just being able to voice those things you know if you're if you're going to counseling for those sorts of things to be able yeah. to speak up remember remember to advocate for yourself remember that yeah. you're the one who's paying for the session so get what you, you need out of it yeah. and, a, and a good therapist is going to sit down and talk to you and go like this is why i feel like i'm being fair they're going to yeah. explain those things to you um, and if you don't get them at that point, then maybe it's time to look into individual therapy where you're kind of just working solely like on yourself. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Shameless plug. Yeah, I was so, going to say. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. It's been a good chat with having you guys here. And thank you for being patient with us. Getting yes. this news. I was going to so say. Well, we decided our topic mid-podcast. Yes. We appreciate you 
what kind of love language would that be? Complacency. <laughs> so, so think about it. Think about your love language. Think about how you show love, how your partner or family members uh, want to receive their love, and just kind of be mindful of just that. Just think. I, 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 what can I do yes. better? Yes, all of those things, but what can I do better? <laughs> all right. And when we talk about what did Jesus or what does the Bible tell us about love, <laughs> says my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. That's John 15, 12. Oh. So, and we're going to mess this up. Yeah. Are you ready? I start. Yeah. You are love. You smell. <laughs> All right, Kelsey. You are love. You are kind. You are cared about. And you are awesome. <laughs> have a blessed week Yay. and thank Bye. you for listening. My, My therapist, therapist friends. friends. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another episode of My Therapist Friend with James Laramore. Kelsey Laramore. David Wormuth. If you're interested in finding out more information, look us up on facebook.com slash mtfdnj. Thanks and have a great day. <laughs>